We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boat Nix's billboards just might mean more than you think. So we're going to talk about them on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. And uh, we got a big episode in store for you guys today. We're going to be talking about Oregon Ducks quarterback Bo Nix and the billboards that are going up. Uh, I almost want to say throughout the country, but it's only two so far. Um, but to break that down and get some awesome analysis and commentary, I'm joined by my guy, Ryan Winter, a.k.a. Sports Chat 503. How we doing, man? Thanks for being here. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Max. Appreciate you, bud. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Bo Nix and uh, the billboards today. But before we get too deep into the show, do me guys, do me a favor, you guys. Or if you're watching on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, make sure you like, comment and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on future shows. And you can do all the same or similar things on your podcasting platform of choice. Really been trying to, to hone in and ramp up the pod lately, and it has been awesome. Loving the support and the response I've been getting from you guys. But uh, let's just start things off a little bit, Ryan. I think this uh, this whole ball, this whole discussion around Bo Nix got rolling when we saw his first billboard go up in Manhattan and uh, it's really got a lot of people pretty excited. So what are some of your thoughts there? Well, I love it, of course. I mean, as a duck, as, you know, fellow, maybe maybe one of the historians of the duck YouTube uh, uh, world out there a little bit, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. Of course, it nods Joey Harrington and the Heisman kind of buzz uh, that that was. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, I had a live stream today. We were kind of chatting about it a little bit. I haven't made too much of a big deal about it, but. I think it's just a natural process of where we're at right now. You know, we're going into a national brand uh, conference with Big Ten. And I think it's really important to realize how much this stuff matters. You know, like not only for the good for the social media, it's good to kind of connect everybody, get everybody under kind of a similar theme. But I think it really does a lot for getting eyeballs onto your product that normally would not be looking at your product. And we're talking about like Good Morning America or some sort of thing like this where they could be on this. And 
you know, I do know that, you know, they do this for a variety of reasons. One of them is the fact that there is a legitimate Heisman campaign this year. And historically, there's always been uh, slush fund money in some way, shape or form. Booster money comes up with some sort of scheme to create some sort of buzz around their Heisman candidate, uh, whatever that looks like. And that was definitely the case for the Joey Harrington one. And I thought the Joey Harrington one was fantastic. It really did put Oregon on the map at a time when Oregon had just changed their logo, had just changed their uniforms, had just rebranded themselves. And we're literally looking at trying to compete on the national level for the first time. I think that's also something that's really important to, to think about, to go back in time and think about. It was very regional back in the 80s and 90s for the Ducks. There were not really national aspirations. And once with the Ducks put themselves on that billboard, a lot of people, thieves included, are saying, oh, that's a waste of money. Why would you do that? Oh, that's Phil Knight, Nike money, blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of it has to do with just kind of name branding. Now, the other side of it, I think, has a lot to do with just Bo Nix personally. Bo Nix is a guy who people recognize. He has a unique name. He's been in the media now for now six years. The guy's been around. He's one of the only guy quarterbacks to be involved in a program in college football and starting this long. He was in the SEC. He had front row, you know, name brand uh, uh, accolades the whole time he was in the SEC. A lot of people know who this guy is, and he had a tremendous year last year. I think a better year than most anybody thought he was going to have outside of maybe him and his family. But this is a situation where I feel like you have to have a lot of things working for you to do something like this. This is not necessarily the average thing. This is not something that you could expect to have every year. They're going to put up some billboard. I think it's certain players at certain times. Now, this is the one in New York. If you could Mm -hmm. flash to the one in maybe Dallas, if you can find that one. Yeah, I can. Give me a sec. That one is really dope. I feel like that one is like way more kind of the Nike element. The Nike element feels like it's much more on the other one where it's split into two buildings and you see the hand and the arm on one building and the football in the hand. And then you see him on the other. Yes. And then this shot is the best one at night, Max. Oh, I freaking love this. You know, just the, 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 the choreography of this picture with, the illuminated trees on the bottom. You're in this square. You can see, you know, imagine staying at the Sheridan and being like, yep, oh, that's, our right quor- that's our quarterback. Imagine being a Duck fan right now. Shouts out to my, I got, I got a friend of mine who works right down there, Duck Juice, if anybody knows Duck Juice, Mike Dixon online, but, you know, shouts out to Michael. But he works right there. He works right around the corner and he went and took the pictures today as well. And, this is something I think it also speaks to the recruiting aspect, which I know you're super. Oh, we're, we're gonna get we'll get into that for sure. Yeah, and and so I think there's just I think there's if you if you if you made a pie of all the elements of which all these things check a lot of boxes for the U of O, I think it's it's a branding thing. It gets people's eyes on it. It is a college football branding thing. I think all of college football benefits from Oregon and Nike spending money on doing stuff like this, not just the U of O and not just Bo Nix. Yeah, so like you kind of alluded to there, Ryan, there, there's a lot of different parts to this, which is which is why I went with the episode title that I did. These billboards mean a whole lot more than you think. I'm going to get into some of the recruiting stuff later, but let's focus on the Heisman campaign for a second here and just how special a player and how special a story Bo Nix really is. 
because he started his career against Oregon out in the SEC. Uh, I live with some really good buddies in Eugene, and you know he wasn't playing very well at the time he was at Auburn. Other than that 2019 season, you know he was very up and down. Right there's the the whole bad bow thing um, that that everybody kind of latched onto, and what really caused a lot of people to be kind of apprehensive or cautious about the move to Oregon. Um, but this story that Bo Nix has is really pretty amazing. I mean, it highlights the SEC to the West Coast. It highlights the, you know, Auburn legacy and then going out to, to Eugene, um, now playing for the team that he beat in his first college game, um, the resurrection of his career, more or less. I mean, look, a couple years ago, Bo Nix didn't look like he had too much panning out for him on the football field, and now he's in Eugene. He's the face of this program. Um, and it was a story that was just super, super unlikely. So I think that when you get this billboard, you not only have the the launch of his Heisman campaign right after a phenomenal 2022 season, um, you have the launch of the Heisman campaign, but just putting Oregon football on the map even more and, and making it more of a national brand, because this has nothing to do with what network you're playing on on Saturdays. This is just saying, hey, this is a national brand like this. I, I don't want to get too amped up here, but this is crazy. Like you're seeing athletes that are gracing the sides of buildings and it's, it's pretty clear. And I'm pretty confident saying that this isn't something we would have seen in the pre NIL name, image and likeness uh, era of college athletics, because it's not just getting, you know, huge amounts of money or whatever it is like, you know, under the table, you know, pay for play, you know, stuff that you hear about. It's, this is part of the the modern NIL strategy uh, at work. I would agree. And I, I do think, though, you know, there is a precedent for it because we have the Joey situation. This is a little different, but it is something to be said that you you're, you're, you hit it right on the nose, that this is something that is national brand. It speaks national brand the whole way. Oregon was this close to losing the whole thing if they didn't get into the big 10. Right. They were literally this close. I mean, so if, 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 if they, if the whole thing falls apart and maybe the big 12 came to came running or something, but it, the bees feel like they are one step away from irrelevancy. And I hate that for the fact that we've talked about conference realignment this whole time, but it's brutal. This is an example of being on the right boat. You got to the lifeboat. You got your resurrection. You you able to save this whole thing. They've worked very hard at this school. Boosters, alumni, everybody else has done their part. We've talked about this in the past. This is a group effort. This doesn't just come because Phil Knight has money. This is a group effort, and we've done this over time to where this is acceptable, and this is something that is something that people want to talk about. The bigger picture for me is, is having a guy like Bo Nix. I also think, though, there's something unique about our color scheme. There's not too many green and yellow schools in the country. And Draws the your eye in. And the fact that we lean into the green and yellow is big. It's part of our branding. It's part of our color scheme. Yes, we have the uniforms. Yes, we have the O. Yes, we have the wings. Those, 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 those. But just go right to basics. We have the green and yellow. And there's not too many schools that have that kind of green and yellow. Yeah, it, it definitely draws your eye and is a very unique element of, of branding and marketing. 
And and this these billboards are also just another step up um, from like you know a, a little like Instagram ad or a social media ad where they hashtag it ad or you know hashtag it you know whatever partner you know we've probably right. seen those posts. Um, now you're talking the the sides of buildings like quite literally larger than life type of a deal. Um, and I think that something like this was obviously in the works for quite some time. Um, yes. What one would think. Um, and I think it, it also probably sheds a little bit of light. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I was told this or anything, but this is probably in my, I would think part of the reason or part of the bigger picture in, you know, Oregon getting Bo Nix to come back for another year, because like we just said in this episode, he was balling out last year. Um, like his, you could have said maybe his, his draft stock was, was notably high or certainly higher than it was at, at Auburn. But now you have the plan of like, hey, come back for another year, be the face of our program, and like we're gonna we're gonna put you in that national spotlight like no other school can. Yeah, and I, I, if I could spend maybe a couple minutes talking about this because we haven't really broke this down that much, but sure, I, I love I love all that stuff. Bo Nix as an NFL quarterback is a major question mark. Sure, you, sure. Like, like you, like you said, he he had a rocky past at, at Auburn. He has to prove to the NFL that he's a thrower, not a runner. And in the NFL, to be to be a survivor, you have to throw the ball. Um, you know, you can you can be a freak athlete like Anthony Richardson just was, and maybe not make all the uh, the, the the pass or whatever. I also added a light. You can see here. Uh, yeah, good touch. Thank you. Let's go. The sun's going down, people. I mean, what am I going to do? Uh, so, but I, I do think that uh, I, uh, he's got to prove to people that he can get it done um, in the pocket. And last year, that was a big difference. It was a big part of his game. The long ball was on point. Kenny Dillingham had the green light. They were absolutely yanking that ball around the field, which was awesome. It also set up the run beautifully. And he benefited from all those things and didn't need to run. Part of the thing of him not getting sacked last year had a big part to do with the fact that he wasn't just hung out to dry. He had a lot of options. He could get the ball out of his hands very quickly, and he was not hunted constantly. Now, this next year, him coming back, I do agree that there had to be some sort of, I don't know if you want to call it a deal or not, but some sort of an arrangement plan. that they were going to do more for him in his last year if he does come back to try to promote the brand and try to promote him as a player and get him onto the next stage and get more eyeballs onto his tape. Um, Bo Nix is a guy, I feel like, if you if you look at a guy like Jake Locker, right? Jake Locker for Washington back in the day. Big runner, could get you the first down, could run over people, but he didn't look like necessarily your Stanford type of quarterback who could just go back there and dice you up from the pocket, right? He had to learn to be the thrower. And it, it never really worked in the NFL, really. Bo kind of reminds me of a guy like Jake Locker, a guy who can just really be a good uh, college quarterback because he can get it done. But does that mean he can get it done with really tight windows in the NFL where things speed up that much more? I don't know. He's going to have to prove it this year. So I, I like this idea that they're really trying to promote this as, hey, this is Bo's last year. This is his last run at it. Let's give him the full court press. Let's do everything we can. We know that we're going to the Big Ten. We've got to promote the brand going into the conference. you got to go into the conference hot. 
Then the second thing is, is that you've got a guy right now you can depend on. People know who this guy is. Imagine them putting up uh, Ty Thompson posters. It's not going to fly. I mean, even a guy like DJ Ilungule uh, at, at, at Oregon State, they can't roll with that. They're not going to put these up, this kind of thing. Not to mention this. I think this is also part of the reason why the Big Ten was willing to have Oregon. They're willing to play the game. They're willing to spend money. They're willing to do stuff to stay relevant as opposed to other schools that really aren't willing to take these kind of risks. As soon as these billboards came out, there were all sorts of negative comments. Oh, waste of money. That's stupid. This, that, and the other. Who cares about a building in New York City? Okay, you don't. But a hell of a lot of other people do. And there's a lot of other people who don't even like college football who are seeing this. Now, the bodacious thing, i that's that the... I'm not really all sold on that wording myself, but this this one right here that you see, there's another picture from like way back in Uptown where you can like see it in the skyline. It's like you can almost see this poster from space. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> so the, the, the whole thing for me is, is that as a duck, again, generational his, into history a little bit, this was not the norm at all. And it, it definitely broke the mold. I mean, I, I saw LaMichael James tweet. He said, where's my poster? I never got a poster like this. This guy was a legitimate Heisman candidate. LaMichael James is as legitimate as Heisman candidate as I've ever seen. Marcus Mariota, as legitimate as Heisman candidate as I've seen at Oregon. Okay. You're telling me those guys, they didn't get a poster. They didn't get a billboard like this. They didn't get that sort of promotional uh, run. And so the idea that Bo uh, can do this is a big deal. I also think you want to go to another level here because we've got time here, right? I got everything for you. Bo's a unique character. He's the not one to, to do get, it. Not to get not to get too deep onto this. He is a white guy. He is very religious. He is married. He is... I mean, I'm telling you, as clean-cut an individual as you could ask for in the modern day. Again, right? To the, to, mm. to, 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 the, to the regular America. To the people in Kansas or something. I don't know. Why would they care about Oregon football? This gets on their radar. This is the sort of thing. And I'm not trying to get into a racial conversation. I'm just trying to say on the thing of, this guy is very, very wholesome character. He's a guy who's already married. He's got the whole, they asked him when he got here, Bo, did you take anything from the South with you? He said, just my Bible. That's what he said in the, in the, he's, in the mar interview. he's marketable. In the interview, when he got to Oregon. Now, if you were to ask the average Eugene citizen, hey, what did you bring with you? I don't know if Bible is the first thing on the list, right? Not to say that there's not a religious component, but I'm saying that speaks to that marketability to a certain demographic of the population that likes college football, that might even have in the past disliked Bo Nix. Now they don't have a reason to dislike Bo Nix. He's not in their conference anymore. They feel like they can root for him a little bit. This gets him in... The eye gets him in the national media and the, the national scope. I do also think it, 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 it is a nice situation for Nike because you know Nike likes to brand themselves 
and you know like they like to get the swoosh out there and as soon as people saw this billboard that's the first thing people think is oh nike huh oh good we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, what we were saying, but Bo Nix is a, is a marketable guy. And, and I think this is kind of the, another yeah. development in his, his story, his, his comeback story to, to think, uh, I saw a tweet uh, earlier today. I can't think of who it was, but it was so funny and so on point. It was like, imagine being from the future and telling somebody during that uh, Auburn Oregon game that Bo Nix would be in an Oregon uniform on a massive billboard uh, in, in just a couple years. So it's, it's another chapter in Bo Nix's comeback story right now. Um, and, and it's really, really just uh, ingenuitive, I think, just because we're, we're talking about billboards right now. And Oregon is, again, at the forefront, at the front of that discussion. It's not Alabama. It's not Ohio State. It's Oregon, and I think that these billboards fall perfectly in line with that creative, uh, futuristic, ingenuitive identity that Oregon has really, you know, leaned into and built their brand on. Um, look at what they're willing to do for their athletes, and I think that, that I'm going to use that to kind of start to get into a little bit of the recruiting stuff uh, with, with where football is at today, but I wanted to, to see what you thought about that. We still have you, Ryan. We uh, we might have lost Ryan, um, but we'll keep rolling. Um, let's. I'll, I'll uh, throw him backstage until I can uh, hear from him again. 
Um, looks like he might be frozen out there. And I think he might be on his phone. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this. Uh, the, the recruiting side of this, I think part of the importance of this move with Bo Nix and, and the billboard, I think that it's, it's, it's going to be a recruiting tool for Oregon to use in, in the future. Looks like we might have Ryan back here. Let's see. You got me, Ryan. I can see you now and hear you. You're a little choppy, though. Um, oh man, yeah, it's you're you're freezing up on me, buddy. Maybe maybe if you try to leave and come back, that might be a a, a good a good chance for us. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, okay, let's see. I think he's back now. Mike check. Mike check. Mike we got check. you now. Uh, yeah, I don't know where where you right, where you I'm last heard me. It, it, it's a little sketchy out here. Oh, we're loose. I'll just I'll just roll with it here. If I'm a little sketchy, uh, yeah, I I heard the whole thing. I totally agree with you. Uh, I I tend to think Oregon needs to do this sort of stuff. We're lagging. Okay, so Oregon, I think need, needs to do this. I don't think Ohio State needs to do this. Bama doesn't need to do this. Uh, you know, so I think Oregon kind of is in a unique situation. They need, they need to have eyeballs. They need to manufacture it. And I think that's an important thing to them. Uh, everything's so good now. We got the, we're, we're, I can hear you. You're lagging, but I can hear you. Love it. Um, but you know, I, I, okay, sweet. So, you know, to just, again, to compare and contrast, let's say it's Oregon state, for example, he, you've got a comeback story in their quarterback as well. DJU, right. But this is a guy who just, just, again, I love the Uyunglele family. Don't get me wrong. But their last name is harder to pronounce than Nick's. Right? And so it's like just right there alone, it's like had to have the DJ Uyunglele is like DJ what? You know, so it's like this idea of like there's certain things in marketability. I just think Oregon has an opportunity. They're jumping on it. And, uh, you know, whether it pans out or not, who, who knows? But if Oregon goes on a good run here, and uh, they find themselves deep in the uh, a year in in the national conversation. Then I would say everybody would say it's a win win. Yeah, and, and I also think back to just to kind of compare it a little bit. They're they're on different levels, I think, but just comparing what we're already seeing from Bo Nix as far as this uh, these billboards and the marketing compared to Marcus Mariota, like how would that have been handled in 2022? Um, because he obviously went on to win the Heisman trophy um, and, and took the ducks to the national championship game against Ohio state. But that was a different time. You know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't really do this. You couldn't put up, I guess you could, cause it happened with Joey Harrington, but exactly. it's, on, it's on a different level is, is I guess kind of what I'm saying. It, it, it is, it is. And I, I don't know, you know, it was, it, it's, it's an interesting point that you make there. You know, I, I tend to think actually there was a hubris at the Marcus Mariota era where they didn't feel like they needed to do it okay the joey harrington thing was a little bit of an outsider i didn't think that joey was a legitimate heisman candidate trophy nationwide of course we thought he was because he was captain comeback and everything for us but nationwide i just didn't see that because again we're in the very remote out here in oregon not many people are interested and um there's so many other candidates that's the other thing and then historically, you have to go back a little bit and far, farther back as well. During Joey Harrington's era, 
there were a lot of running backs that were still winning this award. So it's like it wasn't even just an automatic thing that, all, oh, here's the top four quarterbacks or whatever. I would not be surprised at all if Caleb Williams does not win it back-to-back and it opens the door for another quarterback and they look very heavily at Michael Penix Jr., if he has the crazy year that people think he might have, and Bo Nix, both of which in the same conference. I also think they'll look at some other guys nationally. There's always going to be somebody who puts up crazy numbers, but it is and has become now a little bit more of a quarterback award uh, than it feels like it used to be. Now, Marcus Mariota, there was certain years where Mariota, when he was playing, there was some seriously good talent in the country. The Alabama guys, they were, I mean, they're, they're, oh my God, right? So in saying that, Mariota was a little more of a legitimate candidate. And I don't know if Oregon would necessarily do this sort of a thing with Marcus because he actually had a legitimate chance. Same with LaMichael. I feel like LaMichael was in the same category of he was actually one of those guys who was a legitimate candidate. Bo Nix and Mike and Joey Harrington are both kind of on the outside looking in, it feels like. They're just one step behind. That so dark horse. Right. So if you're running for office and the obvious incumbent is the guy and there's somebody else and you're like that third person, how do you separate? How do you change that up? And it could be just something as easy as doing something like this to have people start talking about it and just sharing it on social media, especially the way that the green and yellow acts. The green and yellow shows up when you show it on social media. And that new billboard, I just absolutely love the night shot with the hand that's lit up separate. I mean, I think that's just incredibly cool artistic look. Um, yeah. I mean, how, like, like you talk about recruiting, how does a recruit not like that? You telling me that I could, you know, see myself on a billboard in my hometown. You know, what if they put one of these in Alabama? You know, yeah. where Bo is from, right? You know, and is a, my, my thing is, is about we're, we're starting to see uh, Oregon look at the rest of the country as prey for uh, recruiting. And this does a lot for that. The, the New York one was for the media. The Dallas one, I think, was for the players. Yeah, and I think that that's notable that Oregon has set up this very beneficial and fruitful pipeline to the Lone Star State, to Texas. Yes. Um, you know, hey, do they have a, a future future Heisman candidate in Austin Novosad, who's from Dripping Springs, Texas? Who knows? Uh, Will Stein seems to be pretty excited about what he has in uh, the 2023 quarterback signee, now true freshman in Austin Novosad. Um, let's talk a little bit a bit about this recruiting impact, Ryan, because that's where I really want to sink my teeth into um, as uh, kind of the last portion of this show. I think this is incredibly beneficial uh, for Oregon because they're making a statement that they can compete in a different way in the NIL space than a lot of these other schools. I, I've i told you guys on previous shows that I, I talk to people around the high school scene, around the college scene, and, and they're telling me that Oregon is just on a different level uh, than a lot of these other schools when it comes to their NIL strategy because there's so many ways that you can – benefit from nil um when you come to oregon uh, we talked about the player exclusive shoes before on my show how everybody on the roster gets a cut of the 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 money that that those sales make 
But really, I think what it's doing, Ryan, is it's it's Oregon going to be able to Oregon is going to be able to say I can promote the heck out of you, and then for for Bo to to hopefully you know live up to that hype and you know become uh, an NFL draft pick. I think that that is if this works well, if this experiment with the billboards works well, I think it's only going to re- Oregon is only going to reap the rewards moving forward with with high profile recruits that they're going to be going after because they're going to say, hey, I developed Bo Nix. I promoted Bo Nix and look at the stage that I put him on. And it's just uh, it's a lot of pressure, I think. But I think this is uh, the right guy to try it with. I, I agree. And I, I think uh, when it comes to recruiting, you know, myself as a high school educator, you know, I see it. I talk with kids a lot about what what, what do you want? Right. And, you know, historically, kids always want to play. Right. So playing time has always been, I felt like in my mind, paramount number one. But now we're moving toward a marketability standpoint. That was much bigger of the pie slice of reason why a recruit wants to go to a school. I always used to joke it was, you know, playing time and the girls on campus. I don't think the girls on campus matter. I think the playing time still matters. I think your position group matters. Position coach matters. Uh, I do think head coach matters. Kind of conference, I think, matters. But oh, yeah. I think now, I think now, marketability is becoming the biggest thing. Um, we see it with these kids where it feels like at the last minute, here comes another bag delivered to them, and they switch schools. Um, they there's a tremendous amount of leverage that certain schools have with more money. Uh, we've talked about this over and over: the haves and the have-nots of college football, and this NIL space only makes that gap wider. Um, I do think that collectives like Division Street, for example, are a really unique thing that Oregon has access to that maybe other schools don't have, and that is a competitive advantage for Oregon. But I do think also when it comes right down to it, willingness to engage in the buying, basically, of certain student-athletes talents are are, going to separate those schools. I think even the, like we talk about this Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC thing, the Big Ten schools that don't want to spend the money on this, they're still going to make money. They're going to make money on their TV deal. They're going to make money on their, you know, licensing. They'll make money on all these other sort of spaces. They don't necessarily feel the need to go out and try to make a lot of money in other places. Other schools are going to take all this income stream and put it and pour it right back into the student athletes and continue to kind of get this thing moving forward in the right direction. I, I, I assume schools like Michigan and Ohio state are already at the top right now when it comes to NIL collectives and NIL bags, people are getting across the board when it comes to income per student athlete. I would assume schools like uh, Alabama and uh, Georgia are on the top of that level in the sec or uh, now Texas and Oklahoma joining that are on the high end of that. So Oregon has always seen themselves as competitive with those schools. We've heard this for years at the Oregon Duck Club that from Rob Mullins that we want to compete with the national competitive greats. We don't necessarily want to compete necessarily just with our local, you know, and again, no offense to Washington USC. They're still going to be in, in the situation to be competitive with. Don't get me wrong. But Oregon wants to see itself in the same, 
uh, kind of team as those other schools. And this is a perfect example of how Oregon, a smaller school than all those other schools, with a smaller geographical footprint, with less people in their geographical area, how does Oregon compete on this national scale? They literally produce about half the amount of graduates as Ohio State and Michigan does every single year. They're completely remote, completely tucked away. And now you're talking about recruiting kids from the South to come all the way out to Eugene, Oregon. That's a difficult thing. I mean, Eugene is is not the easiest way place to get to, you know, in the rest of the country, right? So NIL is what is going to keep a program like this alive. And we talk about the billboards. The billboards is just an example of marketability. It's not the biggest example, but it's just an example. And an example that tends to work pretty well. We're sitting here right now talking about it. And there's a plethora of other people doing the same thing right now just because they're willing to take a chance on these billboards and willing to take a chance on people talking about it and making the uh, uh, 5 o'clock news somewhere. Yeah, everything you said was was so spot on, I feel like, so I don't want to repeat too much of it, but it's just... It's it's another card up Oregon's sleeve, I think, is kind of how I would put it in terms of just remaining competitive. Obviously, on-field is more important than anything, but I think what you could say is that the NIL aspect of things is obviously affecting how you're able to be competitive on the field. So you have to be able to be a risk, a risk taker and push the envelope in doing something like this. And, I, and then, like, I, I just keep thinking about it over and over again just with the Nike, with the Oregon's tradition is kind of like having no tradition because they're always changing that, that I don't want to, that's a very blanket statement, but I hope you know what I'm saying there. Like they're just always pushing the envelope. They're always different. Um, right. and, and I think that this Remember is a good sign. example. Remember the sign, Max, what did it say? Tradition eats Turkey on Thanksgiving. Remember that sign? It used to be in the Mishowski center. No, I, I don't remember that one. That's a chip. That's a chip line. It was. They said all this stuff. You know, tradition eats turkey on Thanksgiving, and we're like, we're not tradition because the reason why is because they don't have the tradition. You're not Ohio State or Michigan. You can't lean. You're not a USC. You can't lean on a whole trophy case full of Rose Bowl trophies. The first one we got was 95 years after the second one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so it's like, come on, people. So I, I just I, I, I think these are the kind of things that Oregon needs to do. And people take shots at Oregon because of it. Oregon kind of feels like a second class citizen for needing to do sort of thing like this. Alabama's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because Alabama's got Paul Feinbaum doing it every single day to freaking thousands and thousands, thousands of people listening. They already have ESPN. They don't need anybody else. We do. We need to be able to say, hey, remember us? We're still over here. We're still relevant. Exactly. And, and I don't even think, yeah, Oregon, it's not like Oregon was ever irrelevant, but like we said with the whole conference thing, like they, that would have obviously been a tremendous blow to their ability to stay relevant in um, the sport. So I, I think we we've, we've hit on a lot of really good stuff here, Ryan. Um, I, I don't want to keep you on here too late. I was kind of already right. looking towards, towards winding down, but, but any final thoughts from you before Are there any more wrap? lights I can add? <laughs> Look like a ghost over there. Max, you're the absolute man. Hey, uh, I, I, I went down a rundown of uh, yesterday on my uh, live stream. I was I was on the lake, pontificating on the lake, and I thought of uh, the murderer's row of Oregon 
uh, brought, uh, people who cover Oregon. What would he got? Oregon sports journos. And uh, then I was like, okay, well, what would be my lineup then if I was to do a lineup, if I was actually making the lineup up? I had you as the leadoff guy. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant on the live stream. So you, yeah. So so I'll run through it. I said I had I had Mosley. He was he was the he was the manager. He's the goat. He's on top of the whole thing. I, I had you as the leadoff guy. I had I had uh, Jared Mack as the second guy. And the reason why I had you as leadoff because you're creative. You get it done early. You got the uh, you got the recruiting thing. It's it's all in the early stages, right? I got Jared Mack running second. I had Tyson at the three spot, which I value very much. The three spot is huge in the lineup. Four, you got to go with James Crepia, the lean cleanup hitter. Oh yeah, I mean there, there's no that Barry Bonds. Look, there's another <laughs> hit, dude. And then uh, and then I went with four. I went with Preem. I went with uh, or five. I went with Preem. Got to have an RBI guy there. Scopel. I went with him because they kind of partner in crime. Then I went uh, Zach Neal. Then I went Denny, uh, Jared Denny. Uh, then I went uh, Spencer. My buddy Spencer McLaughlin. You know. Our buddy, our buddy. Oh yeah, Spencer's uh, the man. Spencer just does my live stream tonight. But the reason why I have Spencer at the nine spot, it's not an insult. You put your like second best leadoff hitter there, so you back to back that leadoff. You know that routine. Oh back yeah. In the day, so there's my line. That's my murderer's row. Those are the people that I go and follow. Uh, Jared uh, Je- Denny for Scoop Duck. Uh, Jared Mack, I, I love uh, his stuff. Uh, really, the reason why I put him at two because he covers baseball. There you the go. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I really appreciate all you guys, everybody covering uh, Oregon. And then there's me on the sideline and just drinking beer and, uh, you know, just ha- hanging out. But there's a place for everybody. You know what I'm saying, Max? Absolutely. Well, Ryan, you do an awesome job. I love the community that you've created and the, the you know, space that you have over there on your channel. So guys, go go over and check Ryan's channel out, Sports Chat 503 You can follow him on Twitter, too. I believe that's the same username. Yep. Instagram, um, Twitter, yep. There you go. There you go. If you guys want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorissports. You can find me on YouTube and subscribe to my channel at Max at Oregon Football Max Torres. And you can find all my written content over on ducksdigest.com. But until next time, appreciate you guys for taking some time out of your day. Talk some duck football with me. And Ryan, shout out to Ryan for hopping on last minute. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.